sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Ajo's out in five seconds. They've had one shot so far in the power play. Yeah. Fox makes it two, and he scores! As Petrano doesn't reload, he quickly ups this puck to Andrew Kopp. The trade deadline addition makes a sweet little feed to Lafreniere. Fox late. And Goldie hits it out to deep left. It's at the wall. God! That's how you extend the hitting portion of the streak with a two-run bomb. 21 games in a row with a hit for Paul Goldschmidt. This guy is something special. Gets a 96-mile-an-hour fastball up above the belt, does not miss it. Pitch prior, laid off a hard slider away. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Tuesday, May 31st. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. Send a tweet at Opposite Picks. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Rangers prevail. Where's the Yankees score? Brewers take out the broom. Terps win in lacrosse. Who's winning between the Celtics and Warriors? Red Sox fall back. Ham and eggs. Job hunting in Philadelphia. That's got a nice ring to it. Uh, is this a quarterfinal match and uh, like father, like son? I suppose we'll find out. Where the drug test? We'll get to all those stories. Plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course opposite picks coming up on this uh, Tuesday morning. ESPN uh, with the hockey call and uh, BS Midwest, uh, something sports, I'm sure, uh, with the Goldsmith home run for the St. Louis Cardinals, as the Cardinals uh, go Paul Goldsmith with a 21-game hitting streak, which brings up a great little thing I've had over the years, uh, which we can get into here. One of the greatest sports records of all, you know, not not just baseball, whole, right? 61-game hitting streak. I've always wondered why that not only hasn't been broken. But for the most part, has not even been challenged. I mean, you know, every once in a while you hear of a guy with a 20, maybe a 30-game hit streak, but that's it. It's remarkable. And the reason I'll give you a little bit later on when we get into it, it really makes you scratch your head because I'm right about this stuff, as I normally am. Uh, how about a little hockey last night as the Rangers do win? They beat the Carolina Hurricanes. So all that talk about the, the home team being 13-0 in Carolina playoff games right out the window. <clears throat> Not only don't they win, they play like crap. I mean, right from the get-go, the Fox goal there came three and a half minutes into the game. Five minutes later, another goal by the Rangers. Two power play goals. It was 2-0 Rangers, and that was basically it. Uh, you know, it was 3-0. It was 4-0. Carolina cut it to 4-1. to But as soon as they did, literally 30 seconds or so later. Rangers scored to make it 5-1. They're just never in it. Just never in it. It's amazing. You know, you rank the level of disappointments in the National Hockey League. And I know we don't get a lot of hockey fans, but we have some. You know, Toronto would be on the list. You know, top five disappointments after this season. 
Because I think all the teams now are basically playing with gravy. You know, house money is the same. Well, Colorado's not. They they would be the one. I think Edmonton exercised some demons getting to this round. Rangers are playing with house money for sure. You know, Tampa Bay, you'd have to give them a pass just because they're two-time Stanley Cup champs. You're not going to win forever. So them getting into the Eastern Conference Finals, I think they could walk away and live with that. Uh, Colorado would be the one after all their failures over the years. But the list of disappointments... You know, there'd be a good little battle that I'm sure the folks up in Canada would tell you Toronto. Uh, Folks down here in the States would probably tell you the Florida Panthers just because they had the number one point total, uh, President's uh, Cup trophy winners, and the way, you know, you have to also take into account how you lose. Uh, And they did get to the second round, but boy, they were lucky to get into the second round. They struggled against Washington, could have very easily lost that series. But they didn't, and then they play just like absolute crap. Not only do they play like crap, they play like crap to a rival, and then they don't even score any goal. They get swept three goals in four games. That's got to be the worst. That, that, that has to, to me, Florida one, Toronto two. I'll throw Carolina in there because of who they were playing. They, they had a pretty good draw. They had a, a team in Boston who they owed them mightily over the last couple of seasons. They dominated them in a regular season, struggled to beat the Bruins, had to go to seven games. Then they face a Rangers team that's, uh, you know, a bunch of young kids. Uh, they do have the goaltender, but, you know, you were looking at either Pittsburgh with a third-string goaltender or the Rangers, so they were looking like, why well, we really should get into the Eastern Conference Finals and go from there, and they don't even do that. And then they lose on home ice in Game 7, and then they lose 6-2. to two. It's not even competitive. So I would put Carolina on that list, number three. And then, uh, surprisingly enough, I would go with the Minnesota Wild as the fourth disappointing team. They had a good year this year, and they were playing a team in St. Louis that they dominated in a regular season and has dominated over the last couple of years. And for them not to get past the first round, I think that's, you know, on the list. Most people won't say that because people aren't expecting them to win a Stanley Cup championship, but like some of these other teams had aspirations of doing, but I would include them on the list. So, and when everything's said and done, you know, hockey people have to be pretty happy. You know, you got the New York market and the Rangers. Uh, I, although I will tell you, you know, I haven't lived in this area when they won the cup back in 94 with the Messier team. This team doesn't even compare. I mean, if the Messier team, as far as, far as notoriety and, and non-hockey fans getting involved and everything, you know, if that was a 10, this hockey team was like a five, you know, and it, it's okay, but the, you know, outside of the gold tennis shirt, no, no one's walking around with, uh, you know, Chris Kreider uh, uniforms on, you know, unless you're a Ranger fan, so, but they gotta be pretty happy. You got Ranger Tampa Bay, and you got a great matchup in the West in Colorado and Edmonton, so it all gets underway tonight with Colorado and Edmonton. We'll look at the NBA, baseball scoreboard, all the things that we do, coming up next, Ops Big Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And the 2-2 is hit out to deep right field. on top. Two-run homer and his second in the bigs. He'd like to cut down a little bit. This ball smacked out towards center field. Eli White ranging back. He's at the wall. He leaves. And did he get him? He did! What an amazing catch! How did he get to that ball? Eli White takes one away from G-Man Choi. Yeah, you better smile. <laughs> G-Man Choi is smiling. Not too happy on that, but you know, the ball's hit well enough where Eli White can use his speed he gets back there he times it so well look at the vertical 
this. And look, if you're G-Man Choi, I don't know what else you can do. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. How about hitting the ball about a foot further? Uh, that, that's what you can do. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, Bally Sports Southwest with the call there, and uh, Bally Sports BS uh, Midwest uh, with the uh, first call. Um, you know what? I hate to pee on everybody's parade, but that's not that difficult of a play. I mean, we've seen this play a thousand times. Welcome back, Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio. Guy goes back to the wall in case you didn't see it. Uh, Troy for the uh, for the Devil Dog sits. Uh, what appears to be a home run, and uh, White, the center fielder, goes back to the wall. He leaps up and he makes the catch. All right, right. I mean, we've seen that a gazillion times. It's really not that difficult. You have to have the hops to get up that high. I'll give you credit for that, and you have to time it. I'll give you credit for that. But even that's really not that difficult. If you're an outfielder, I mean, it's really uh, the only difficult part is jumping up that high enough. But but it's, it's not, you know, listen, a guy running and diving to the ground and making the catch. That catch is 10 times harder than what this guy did. Uh, Give him credit. He did it. I get it. But, you know, people want to go gaga over stuff. It it happens all the time. You're at the wall. You jump up. That's all. No no big deal. You know, it's harder to hit a 95-mile curveball to me than it is to to leap high, you know, foot over the wall and make a catch. So, and the gloves are the size of... um, well, I was going to say somebody's ass, but I won't say that. I'm going to be kind today. You know, the gloves that these guys are wearing are, you know, as big as my car, for goodness sake. So, you know, it's not exactly like you have to really have the exact timing and everything down. But uh, give them credit. Nice, nice little play. Uh, the, yes, 21st. Uh, here, here this is, We're doing a baseball here real quickly. Guess how many people, right? 56, we all know that, is the hitting streak for, uh, for Joe, uh, Joe D, right? I wonder how many cups of coffee he had during that streak. Guy used to drink like 10 cups of coffee during the game. Very crazy. I read a biography on him. Very strange dude. Very, very strange dude. You want an eye-opener, Yankee fans, to see how nuts this guy was? Uh, You read a couple of books on him. So anyway, he had the 56-game hitting streak in 1941, right? You may remember that, obviously. Remember uh, Willie Keeler, the Orioles, uh, way back when, in, in 1896. Pete Rose is probably the next one that comes to mind at 44. Now, baseball's been around for 125 years plus, right? We've had over 15,000 players playing thousands and thousands of games and thousands and thousands of teams in the whole kit and caboodle, right? Forget about 56. Forget about even 40. Guess how many players have had over 30. I'll I'll cheat a little bit here. And I'll say over 30 game hitting streaks. Because the number of guys have had 30. In fact, I'll even go one better. How about 32 or more? Little more than half of what the Joe D's was. Over the course of history, only 23 players have had hitting streaks of 33 or more. That's amazing to me. Uh, 25 have had 32 or longer hitting streaks. Bunch of guys had um, 31-game hitting streaks. But when everything is said and done, you want to go to 30? Only 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 5, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 57. 57 or 58. I, I jumbled there real quickly. Only less than 60 players have had hitting streaks of 30 games or more. 
That is amazing. Why is it so amazing? Because you think about the uh, logistics of it. When you think about the, you know, the, in, a, in a world of analytics, oh, my God, right? Guys are hitting 300, 325. Yeah. Well, that's on average of more than, you know, one hit every 10 times. It's two hits. It's three and a half hits. So that's one hit every three or so at-bats. Yeah. Well, you get four at-bats during a game, sometimes five if you're, you know, the top of the order. So if you're averaging one hit every three at-bats and you're getting four and in some cases five at-bats a game, you would think, to me anyway, you would think there would be more guys. All right, maybe not 56 or 50 or maybe not even in the 40s, but you would think there would be more than, you know, 58 players that would have 30-game hitting streaks or longer. But even though the analytics will tell you a guy averages doing something once every three at-bats and I get, I'm getting five at-bats a game, you would think that now you got to throw the reliever in there and you got to throw the pinch hitting in there, and all those, although those guys don't generally get pinch hit for. But, uh, you know, the naysayers will say, well, the relievers got to throw a wrinkle into all that. I suppose, but not really, because to me, the guy who's averaging 325 is still, he's facing relievers throughout that, you know, season so that's built into his 325 batting average or even 300 batting average so no one's ever been able to really explain to me why we have not had more challenges at this 56 game hitting streak because that to me is the record that most people seem to be unbeatable but to me seems to be most flawable i don't get it Got a French Open. Uh, I don't know how many tennis fans we have out there. We'll go from hockey, basically, to tennis. How about that? Uh, the, the ratings are going through the roof here. I actually enjoy tennis. You got two great matchups, quarterfinal matchups. You got the number three seed, uh, Alexander Zverev. Z- I always mispronounce his last name. Zverev. Um, take it on uh, Carlos uh, Alcaraz. Uh, and right now they're in the first set, and it's 4-3 with uh, Alexander one up a break. And then you got the big one later on this afternoon, 245, uh, the Joker and uh, Rafi Nadal. How about this? How, when's the last time you saw Rafael Nadal, an underdog, uh, on clay? That's, you know, he's getting almost 2-1 to one this afternoon. 2.45 Eastern time start. I know the Joker is obviously very, 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 very good, but, man, nobody is better than Rafi on clay. To get him, the fact that these two are facing each other in a quarterfinal match, not even a semifinal, let alone the finals, is just mind-boggling to most tennis people. Uh, And you already had the number two seed, Medvedev, lose yesterday, so he's out. Uh, But to be able to get Rafi at nearly 2-1 to on clay, and then you get an odds boost on FanDuel, Rafi to win the first set and the match, he goes from two to one to four to one. Wow. You know, could he lose the first set and still win? Yeah, you know, I mean, that is possible. But, geez, you'd think if he's going to win the match, he would come out flying, right, and win the first set. That's very tempting, uh, you know, four to one, I, I will tell you. So we'll keep an eye on that. But that should be a lot of fun. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But a little, uh, little tennis, how about that? And, you know, what? before we delve wholeheartedly into the baseball, uh, how about the NBA? Um, I can't believe the Celtics are actually in the NBA Finals. The fact that I'm holding on to a 35 to one ticket from the beginning of the year, a couple of bucks, not a lot, but you know, 35 to one, it doesn't have to be a lot. Uh, it was probably the most amazing thing. And then second off, the way they nearly pissed away that game at the end, that's the Celtic team that I've been watching over the last five, six years. And I thought it was kind of funny. I don't know if anybody noticed this or not, but you know who's on a court celebrating? 
Uh, good old boy wonder, Brad Stevens. Well, he's a GM, Scott, president. He should be. Yeah, I understand that. But for a guy who failed time after time after time after time, it just seemed a little ironic that he was on the court celebrating like he actually accomplished something. But uh, I can't believe the Warriors are only minus 160. Team with home court advantage, better record, and they're only my boy. This Vegas, they, they love the boys. They, they love the Boston Celtics. They really do. I will right, we'll get into it all. Give our picks out and phone calls coming up next. Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Nino Niederreiter got a free. D'Angelo came up. He's going to take some chances, and it's going to lead to a break opportunity for Kreider. Chris Kreider, he scores! That is Chris Kreider, the power forward. Is with 13 each for second most in the AL. This ball crushed to right center field. Forget about it. He's done it again. Air you're done with some long-distance flights today. This one deep into the seats in right center. His second home run of the game, and the Astros lead 5-1. to one. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. ESPN AT&T Sportsnet there with the calls as uh, the Rangers do win and the Astros do win. They beat the Oakland A's. What well, the A's are just pathetic. Uh, you know, the A's actually got up to a halfway decent start this year, but uh, we'll get into their numbers here in a little bit. They are just atrocious, man. you got to keep on playing against uh, the Oakland A's. Uh, a couple things here before we uh, get into our picks. Uh, a lot happened over the weekend, I must say. Obviously, the NBA Finals were set. Uh, first game is Thursday, which under normal circumstances, I would say no. But, you know, the four days off is not that bad. The fact that we had a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals certainly helped. You know, had we not had a Game 7 and the NBA Finals would have been a week later, that, that would have been just like, man, out of sight, out of mind. But I do believe when you have a championship, whether it's a Super Bowl, whether it's a World Series, uh, so you could get the the starting rotation intact and be number one for the first game, uh, I, I do, I, I'm okay with all that stuff. Some people just say, well, that's the flow of the, the playoffs, and if you have to start the World Series with your number four starters, so be it. But uh, you know what? Uh, not, I don't believe that for the postseason. And same thing with the NBA Finals. Both teams probably nicked up a little bit. I don't mind, you know, the four days, couple days of anticipation, gambling, obviously becoming more and more prevalent. There's so many different stats that we'll look at some of the things that we could bet on. Uh, so I, I don't, you know, Wednesday, you know, tomorrow would have been nice, given three days that that probably would have been suffice. But fourth, you know, I'm not, it's not too, too bad. So um, the Lakers named their head coach over the weekend. Darvin Ham. Uh, he's obviously succeeding Frank Vogel, who, uh, you know, couldn't cut it with LA, uh, despite winning the championship. I, you know, it always reverts back to LeBron James. You you know that. I don't know. You could just read different stories and then say ownership and management wanted the Ham and LeBron and company wanted a more veteran head coach. I don't know if they were waiting for Philadelphia thinking they were going to fire Doc Rivers, but that wasn't going to happen. I don't doubt for a second there might have been some negotiations going on behind the scenes. Uh, you know, we want a first-round draft choice, and Lakers wouldn't want to give that up or a player. But bottom line, is, is LeBron going to listen to Darvin Ham? 
I don't know if Darwin, you know, he was a mediocre player at best. I don't know if he's distanced himself from his playing career. Like, that's that's one of the problems and, and one of the credits I will give LeBron. You know, he is a bit of a history guy. He knows players. So if, if this guy was, like, uh, you know, never a, a player, you might be better off versus, you know, I'm, I'm listening to Darvin Ham. What, what are you kidding me? What, a guy average five points a game? <laughs> I mean, Darvin Ham's going to try and discipline LeBron James? No way. No, 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 no way. Uh, and maybe that's how it is, you know, in 2022. You could have, um, you know, the, the Tom Thibodeaus of the world, and then uh, I, I suppose you got to have the Darvin Hams of the world. But how long before, you know, LeBron doesn't like what he's seeing and he's going to have his way? And, boy, I tell you what, forget winning time. Forget about, you know, uh, back when, uh, you know, Magic was playing. I'd love to have a winning time on these current LA Lakers. Now, that would be entertaining to see all the things that go on behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, that that's uh, I, I would like to know that. Yeah. So a good old Darvin Ham is going to take on the L.A. Lakers shore of being the head coach, the babysitter, if you will, for LeBron James. Yeah. OK. Uh, I see Roger Clemens kid. Cody uh, was called up by the Detroit Tigers over the weekend. Wonder if he's on roids. Wonder how that conversation went and, and goes in the Clemens family. Hey, dad. Yeah, I see here on the internet that, uh, you know, uh, you, you've been accused of using steroids, and that's not why you're not in the Hall of Fame. Nah, I don't believe that, son. Really? Nah, they're that, that all made up. Says here your your best friend uh, said that you did steroids. Andy Pettit? Nah, he misremembered. Really? Yeah. Says here he was sticking needles in your ass the whole time. He even admitted to doing it himself. Nah, 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 I don't believe that. Really, Dad? He's your best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing it himself, so he's got no reason to lie. Yeah, yeah, no, don't believe that. Uh, by the way, here's a little uh, syringe here. Try try this out. Uh, you know, I wonder how that conversation really goes, right? Does he fess up to his family? Does he lie to his family? It's one thing to lie to the public. It's one thing to lie to fans. It's one thing to lie to Major League Baseball. One thing to lie to the media. You know, one thing to lie to the, the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's all. Okay, you know what? That's my reputation. I, I'm going to stick by this. But when you're home and you're just the regular dad like the rest of us are, and your family no doubt asks you about this stuff, does he really look them in the face, his own flesh and blood, and try and pretend he didn't do steroids? Or does he fess up? That that would be, you know, then if the kid, you know, ever gets pissed, as kids do get pissed at their fathers, right? I mean, we've all been down that road. You know, does the kid at one point say, all right, I'll, tell, I'll show you, Dad. You, know, you want me to mow the lawn? All right. Hey, media. Uh, you know, hey, AP, I got a story for you. Uh, my dad admitted to me. He did roids, you know. Very weird Dilemma. I'm not sure how that exactly goes, but uh, anyway, Roger Clemens' son is uh, being called up by the uh, the Detroit Tigers. Um, one uh, four-letter network pointed this out, which you know is true, no big deal. But if the Celtics do win the NBA championship, they can give a ring to Joe Johnson, who in his 17 NBA career, uh, career uh, 17 season career, never won a championship. So he actually, though, if you remember, signed a 10-day deal when the Celtics were getting crushed by COVID. So he was on the Boston Celtics, played in one game, 
Uh, got one bucket. So that technically makes him, not technically, it does. It makes him eligible for a championship ring if the Celtics were to win. Now, a guy who's been in the NBA for 17 seasons, would you take it? Uh, Zverev takes the first set, 6-4. My boy Alcaraz is in trouble. Um, You know, I would take it. I wouldn't wear it. But, you know, if I got a family, if I got a son, if I got whatever, you know, it's it's like my dedication to the game, 17 seasons. I was on the team. I know I had absolutely no role whatsoever, but, uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of guys that uh, have been bench warmers that are wearing championship rings. So, yeah, I mean, I would take it. Like I said, I wouldn't wear it. But the fact that this guy's been in the NBA for so long, 40 years old, I don't know if he technically retired or not, um, but he is eligible for a championship ring if our beloved Celtics uh, win. Like I said, I can't believe they're only a minus 160 favorite. Boys in Vegas, they just love this Celtic team. They, they just, they've been on them. I thought they were prohibitive favorites against the Bucks, which uh, they were able to obviously win uh, two to one. They were monster minus 170 or so favorites against the Miami Heat, despite not having home court advantage. And obviously they were able to win. So they've been able to come through. They beat the Brooklyn Nets. They were a decent sized favorite against the Nets. Maybe they're just better than what I think and see, but I I don't know. I, I just I watch them and it's so frustrating. You know, maybe I was spoiled by those old Celtic teams, but the ups and the downs of these clubs in the NBA this postseason, um, it's just it's hard to accept them being on that Golden State level. To tell you the truth, I, I don't see them winning. Although they have won five of their last six against the Warriors and nine of their last fourteen. So over the years, they have not only played well, but have done have dominated, you could almost say, the Golden State Warriors. Now, two years ago, the Warriors were awful, but still, bottom line is 9-5. and five, five. So they're not going to be uh, intimidated by them. But ultimately, will they be able to win four times? I don't know about that. But Golden State only a three-and-a-half point home favorite on uh, Thursday. There's a bunch of little trends uh, and different little stats I'll throw at you over the course of the week, and we'll get into some of the prop bets that we can make. Um, but there are different ways to, to lower that uh, minus 160 um, and, and get it made plus odds, believe it or not, uh, if you want to. So we finished up with another under. Oh, it had that bad beat. Kyle Stinkin' Lowry. Horford gets – I think it was Horford – gets the rebound after the miss by uh, – uh, by what's this Butler, and he had a second and a half left, or not after the miss by Butler, but uh, after the final shot, um, and they had a second and a half left to foul, and they didn't. I mean, if he fouls, Celtics go to the free throw line, needing one more point, and the game goes over. And instead, Miami let them run out the final couple of ticks. It's just like, um, and it was right there, Lowry. Right there with the guy who got the rebound. Um, well, I think it was a Struess who made the last shot, I think it was. Um, it was right. Oh, yeah, dude, just grab him. Just grab him. Grab him. And we go to the free throw line with a, with a second left, and the game goes over. It's funny. It shows you how much the boys in Vegas know. That line opened up. Well, it was 195 and a half. And then it bumped up to 196.5. And you think, yeah, I know, big deal. One point ends up at 196. Man, they only had 39 points in the fourth quarter. We were on the over. Got to admit it, that, that, was, that was a tough under. Finished up for the, rank, for the uh, postseason outside of these final games. 53 unders, 33 overs. 20 more unders. Eastern Conference finished up 32 unders, 11 overs. Amazing. 
Favorites were 59 and 26 straight up, 49, 35 and one against the spread. Uh, and most of those uh, non-covers came in the first round. Darn near all of them, tell you the truth. 85 games, 42 decided by double digits, 22 by 20 points or more. But it took the home near postseason, but we finally got a good game, and that was uh, game number seven. All right, uh, quick little break. Opposite picks, and then all our pyramid plays coming up next in open parlays right here on Opposite Picks Sports Grid Radio, Series XM 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. LL's loyal listeners know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils, get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. Long, long weekend, so we left you with a five and two for Saturday's plays. Not bad, we'll take that, obviously. So we're 197 up, 226 down. We still have a lot of uh, room to go before we get back to the profitability line. So got a seven pack, we got six baseball games, and we got the NHL game. We'll start in baseball, where the Indians tonight Minus 130 home favorites against Kansas City. That's the key. First off, the Royals suck. They've lost nine of their last 11 as well. So you got a bad team that's playing bad, and they're playing bad, especially on the road where they're only 8 and 16. Uh, the Guardians, they're four games under 500, but they are 9 and 8 at home. Uh, most of their uh, poor players come on the road where they're five games under 500. So, bottom line is, this Royals team has lost nine of 11. They're on a, a sinking ship here. You want to bail on them. Love, 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 love Cleveland. Only minus 130 at home. Uh, give me Kansas City plus the 110. Pick number two, Angels plus 115 at uh, New York against the Yankees. You know, uh, two teams for the most <clears throat> have owned the uh, Yankees over the last decade or so. Literally that long. Angels are one of them. Red Sox are the other team. They have a winning record against the Yankees, even at Stanky Stadium. Now you throw in Noah Syndergaard's pitcher for the Angels. And while it is the Yankees, it's not the Mets, the team he used to pitch for. It's still back in New York. So you know he's going to be extra, extra, extra pumped up. He's played well this year. Love the Angels. You're getting 115. Uh, give me the Yankees, uh, minus the 135. Pick number three, Baltimore plus 105 at home versus Seattle. You know, say what you want about the pathetic Orioles, but uh, they actually have a winning record at home. Uh, and they just took uh, three of five from the Red Sox in Boston. Yeah, at home, they're actually 12 and 11. They're atrocious on the road, 9 and 18. But again, the home record over 500. They're 5 and 5 their last to 10 games, winning three of five in Boston uh, over the weekend. And now getting odds against the Seattle Mariners team that can't get out of its own shadow. 8 and 18 on the road. And their favorites. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I love the Orioles. Yeah, give me Seattle minus the 125. Pick number four, Toronto laying a buck 70 versus the White Sox. Uh, Jay's number two guy, Kevin Gossman, starts tonight. White Sox are a mediocre mess, and they can't get out of their own way. couple wins here, a couple losses there. They're, they're basically a 500 team. Toronto aspires to be much more than that. I think Gossman at home especially mows them down. Love Toronto here, even laying a buck 70. Uh, give me the White Sox plus a buck 50. 
Pick number five. We're going to go over under. How about over nine and a half Mets versus Washington? Why? Well, the Mets just put double digits on the board last night. That's one. Two, 0-3, Trevor Williams with his nearly five ERA starts for the Mets. So even Washington today figures to be good for two, three, four runs, right? Uh, Nationals, meanwhile, send one and seven Patrick Corbin and his over six ERA to the hill. I mean, add it up, and I don't know how this the game doesn't have ten runs. Love the over here. Uh, Give me under nine and a half Mets Nets. Pick number six, Cubs plus 110 versus Milwaukee. Little system I have. I bet on teams the day after getting swept in a doubleheader if they're playing that same team again, as they are. Milwaukee got the, you know, swept the Cubs yesterday in Chicago. They're back at it again tonight. Uh, Milwaukee is only a minus 130 favorite. I get that, but I tell you, that system has worked out. I don't know what it is. I think just have the mental edge, knowing, okay, we lost twice to you guys. Uh, the Brewers here are a little giddy. They're not going to have Hader available, oh, by the way, as well tonight because he pitched in both games yesterday. So their big-time closer is not going to be around. Yeah, believe it or not, love, love, love the Cubs at plus 110. Yeah, give it Milwaukee, minus the 130. Pick number seven, Colorado on the ice. The Avalanche uh, laying a goal and a half versus Edmonton. You know, we had Colorado versus Tampa Bay to make the Stanley Cup Finals at the beginning of the postseason. No sense jumping off now, right? I mean, this should be a high-scoring series, so I'm not going to worry about winning by two goals. Five of Colorado's eight playoff wins have come by two goals or more, so they're more than capable of winning this thing five to three, six to four, six to three, somewhere along those lines. Colorado's been on a mission. Edmonton, you know, had a huge, huge series. No no doubt about it against rival Calgary. Now they got to pick things back up again and expect to win against an even better Colorado team. Eh, that's a tough, tough, tough spot for Edmonton. It really is. Love Colorado in this series. Eh, give me Edmonton plus the one and a half goals. Opposite picks, little seven pack. Kansas City plus 130 against Cleveland despite the Royals losing nine of 11. Stankies minus 135 against the Angels despite the Angels owning them over the years. Seattle minus 125 against the Orioles despite Seattle being eight and 18 on the road this year and Baltimore having a home winning record. White Sox plus 150 at Toronto despite Gosman uh, on the hill for the Blue Jays. Under nine and a half Mets and Nationals despite Stiffs, Trevor Williams, and Patrick Corbin on the hill tonight. Uh, Milwaukee minus the 130 against the Cubs, despite the Cubs being the play with our system play. And uh, give me Edmonton uh, minus, uh, or check that, plus the one and a half goals against Colorado, despite the Avalanche, I think, winning the series handily. Opposite picks for a uh, Tuesday, May 31st. Good luck, folks. All right, there you go. Uh, We'll post those uh, on the website. In fact, uh, they're already there. Feel free to hop on board on that. All right, now we got a couple of things to go. Uh, Let us start with our, uh, eh, where are we going to go? Let's go to our pyramid plays, as we always do. These are the best plays of the day in each particular sport, plus some props thrown in as well. So last we left you, NBA, we're 27-27-2. NBA props, 23-28. NHL, 35-26. Good for plus 320 if you're a $100 player. 
NHL props, 36 and 23, good for 870 bucks if you're a hundred dollar player. MLB 20 and 11, good for 925 bucks. Play of the day if you're only going to play one. Uh, we are 38 and 19, good for 1,402 bucks. Cha-ching, cha-ching. And our shots on goal, uh, we are 296 and 214, good for 4,800 dollars. Again, if you're a hundred dollar player, but no hockey tonight. Oh, check that. We do have hockey tonight. What am I saying? No NBA tonight. So pyramid plays, no NBA. So we'll go right to the NHL. I do like, uh, you know, Colorado. Listen, I, I think you're getting a pretty fat number with, with Edmonton. So if you want to tell me, geez, that's a big number. Edmonton Oilers, red hot, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, I get all that, but I just think that's going to be a tough spot for them to get back down to earth. after. Be- it's been a couple of days, so they've had a few days, no two ways about it. But I, I just, you know, you beat a rivalry like they did in Calgary. Uh, and you win that, you know, easily. Um, I, I just, you know what, you can lay the goal and a half if you want at plus 125. Uh, for our purposes, I'll just say uh, the minus the 194. Uh, I'm going to go with Colorado. Minus the 194 is the best play. Props, uh, what is a ton? I think the shot's on goal. This is going to be really good. This is going to be the antithesis of uh, Carolina and the Rangers, whereas I think we're going to hit a lot of these props uh, this uh, playoff series. So we're going to start the best one uh, over two and a half, Kale McCarr. Minus 170, he's juiced a little bit, but you know what? Uh, I'd rather have a winner than than a loser that's uh, juiced to your favor. So over two and a half, Kale McCarr, I think, is the best play on the board. Uh, baseball, boy, the Oakland A's are just atrocious. They, they really are. So we're, we're going to grab, I think the best play is Houston minus 130 at Oakland. I'll give you their numbers here in a bit when we do the, all the baseball plays. And if you're only going to play one, I tell you, I, you know, I know it's a shot on goal. We don't do it too often, but I don't know how Kale McCarr doesn't get three shots on goal. Um, you know, I think both teams, especially especially game one, both teams are going to be flying up and down. I like the over. I think you're going to get eight goals. Tough going over on a seven. That's a lot of goals. You know, to get, you know, if it's six and a half, you you can find it at six and a half. I would go over seven. Uh, that that's just a little too juicy for me. Like I said, could it be five three six three? Yeah, you know, but it could be. But then when you're asking for stuff like that, it's seemingly more difficult. So uh, I, I think uh, the McCarr play is, is probably the best one. Our baseball plays, we're going to throw five at you. All right, Oakland, uh, we're going to lay the run and a half plus, because uh, I'm, I'm playing this little system now. We're starting to lay runs and a half. Uh, although it doesn't flip, boys in Vegas, I tell you what, nothing gets by these guys. Nothing gets by these guys. It is amazing. Houston's only a minus 130 favorite. If you lay the run and a half, normally, old school, a couple of years ago, hell, last year, even early this year, Laying Houston a run and a half, you'd be getting 150, 160, 170. It generally was about a 100-point swing. So it would flip a minus 130 to a, like a plus 170. Now, plus 120. Why? Because these games aren't close. This is like the, the NBA postseason. Uh, the, these baseball teams, they're losing every game by two runs or more. I mean, it, it's just you're not getting great value on it anymore. Every time we come up with a system, they, they tend to screw us here. But for now... Oakland uh, stinks. We're taking Houston minus the one and a half runs plus 125. A's 5 and 11, their last 16. 10 and 22, their last 32. Going to grab Tampa Bay plus the 106 at Texas. You want to give me odds with the, with Tampa Bay? I'll take that any day of the week. We're playing the Red Sox, laying a run and a half, plus 140 against Cincinnati. Michael Walker's on the hill for the uh, for the Bo Sox. He's been their best pitcher this year. They're at home against a last-place Cincinnati Reds team, and I could uh, get plus 140 laying a run and a half. 
I'll take Cleveland laying the run and a half, plus 146 against Kansas City. We told you in opposite picks. Royals have lost 9 of 11. And uh, we'll lay the run and a half, uh, one and a half runs at even money. Uh, Mets against the Nationals, who just blow uh, with, with Patrick Corbin on the hill. So all laying a run and a half, except Tampa Bay. We're getting plus 106. Mets, Indians, uh, Guardians, sorry, Boston, Houston, and then Tampa Bay. Uh, if lightning strikes parlay, you know, we came close twice over this weekend. I, I always post updated uh, picks on the website. We went three and one twice. Twice came that close to cashing in a nice fat ticket. So uh, back to the drawing board, though, as uh, close only counts in hair grenades and bowling. Uh, Edmonton plus the 152. Again, this is not about what I like. This is just about if lightning strikes and all the big time dogs win. I only have a couple of them. We're going to go Edmonton plus 152, Nationals plus 168 against the Mets, and the Pittsburgh Pirates plus 280. All right, and if you say, well, Scott, they're not going to beat the Dodgers. Well, listen, they beat the Dodgers last night. So if all three of those win, uh, mere $5 pays $123. Bucks. We'll take that. Our six-team open parlay. We got to start a new one because we lost with the Celtics in Game Six. So we got to scratch that one off the board. Uh, we are still up four hundred sixty-three dollars for a hundred-dollar player. We're going to play our Bo Sox minus one thirty-six at home against Cincinnati. Hundred dollars on Boston at minus one thirty-six will pay you seventy-four. So we'll start an open parlay. I can't believe the Red Sox are. I know they just lost three or five to Baltimore. I get that, but are you kidding me? Against last place Cincinnati with their best pitcher, maybe on the hill. So we win that, then we take that 74, and we roll it over six times. That's how it works. Our underdog open parlay, man, we got to the fourth game, and then we lost with the Stankies on, what was that, Friday night or Saturday night? So we came close. We came that. That's as close as we've come uh, through four with, with the underdog open parlay, but no good. So right back to the board we'll go today with number 42, and that would be the LA Angels plus 118. Starting, uh, this is only a quarter of a unit, so we don't use 100 bucks. We only use 25. So 25 on the Angels to win 29. And again, if that hits, then we'll roll that to $29 over into new picks for tomorrow. That's how we do it with these open parlays. Take the winners and roll them over six times before we uh, cash out on our uh, our winning ticket. So, Mets, Guardians, Red Sox, Astros, Tampa Bay, and then the open parlay with the Red Sox and the full unit, and then uh, the Angels with the uh, quarter unit. All right, we'll wrap up shop with a couple of other little tidbits here. Opposite Picks, Sports Grid Radio, Series 6 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the SportsGrid Radio Network. Yes, you are. Let us uh, wrap up uh, things here with a couple of stories that we didn't have time to delve into. First up, I will tell you that uh, updating the tennis, uh, Zverev has a 6-4-3-3 lead on our boy uh, Alcaraz, who I want to continue to call Alcatraz, you know, <laughs> but it's Alcaraz. Uh, the good news is uh, that it's, uh, you know, on serve 3-3, second set. Uh, the bad news is that uh, Zverev, when he serves, uh, it takes him about two seconds to win the uh, game. Uh, when Alcaraz uh, serves, it takes him about 15 minutes. 
minutes. Uh, and he seems to be struggling. So uh, not, not a good sign. Uh, we have him at the beginning of the tournament at 2-1. to one, So, uh, you know, uh, we ran down some of the baseball scores. You know the scores that we did not give you? We did not give you any Cincinnati Red scores from yesterday. No New York Stanky scores. No Mariners, White Sox, Angels, or Blue Jays scores from yesterday. Why not? They didn't play. How is that possible? Who is the bird brain in baseball that said on Memorial Day, which is, you know, like the July 4th, known for baseball and this and that, and go to the ballpark with your kids, come home for a barbecue, you know, I'll date myself, that's what you used to do. Who doesn't schedule six teams on Memorial Day? That is one of the dumbest things I've ever... Who are the bird brains in baseball that came up with this schedule in a year in which they started, what, a week and a half late where everything is so condensed and people are playing day-night doubleheaders? How is it possible that they didn't have games scheduled for six teams on Memorial Day? Oh, these guys are idiots. Just absolute idiots. Now, I'd like to think that everybody is playing on July 4th. Would they actually have someone not playing on July 4th? I will tell you the answer to that is yes. The New York Yankees. Believe it or not. So there's got to be another team. I don't know who. But the New York Yankees are not playing on July 4th. Holy crow. Baseball's run by a bunch of bird braids. Just an absolute bunch of bird braids. Oh, wow. All right, that'll do it for us. I'm on in-game live later on tonight, uh, 9 o'clock to midnight Eastern time. Pro football, full circle. Ben Stevens, Joe Lisi coming up next right here. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159. Enjoy your Tuesday, folks, and we'll talk to you later on tonight and tomorrow.